everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Dance Floor podcast where we look at everything outside of the moves and the competitions and try to dive a little bit deeper. It's about history, mentality and connecting the dots between the dance and the other aspects of our lives. Today we talk with one of my personal favorite dancers to come from Vancouver, Canada, Severin, repping Now or Never, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and Think Twice. Severin is part of an earlier surge of younger dancers that now make up what I would say is the current middle generation of dancers in Vancouver. In this episode, we get into the usual stuff of his history and how he got into dance, but we also get into his views on what exactly Vancouver's style is, thoughts on styles and how they develop, and the connections between philosophy and breaking. Severin is a real deep thinker about dance and art, and it's one of the main reasons I wanted to have him on the show, to share his thoughts and opinions with everyone. This episode was recorded back in August 2022, so keep that in mind while listening. Things might be a little bit out of date. With all that being said, hope you enjoy the talk, and thanks for listening. Peace. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Today, we've got Sevi Sev, aka Severin from NON, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Is there anything else? Uh, think twice. Think twice, right. Yeah. Out of Japan, right? Yeah. Crazy. Well, we'll get to that. I'm curious how you got down with that crew and, and then the other crews too. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on and uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Of course. Of course. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. Um, maybe to start off, for anyone who might not know who you are, do you mind just doing a little like background, how you got into the dance and how you got into maybe hip hop or whatever? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm from uh, Surrey, BC, the Vancouver area. I started dancing super duper young, like uh, doing like hip hop in studios. But as far as I can remember, like. Um, I was always really drawn towards breaking because as a child, <clears throat> I just saw breaking as like the freest possible dance in my mind. Like that was the dance for, for me. It was like, well, you could do anything. You can move your whole body. You can be on the ground. You can be in the air. Um, so I was always, I, I guess, sort of magnetized to that. And that's what like I, I started with like, like choreography, hip hop. No, I was really excelling at it. But I also always really liked freestyle. And I think because breaking to me at the time looked like the freest dance, I just really naturally gravitated towards it. Um, even though I, like I was so much better at like choreo, hip hop, and stuff <laughs> as a kid, and then my parents are like, "Oh, he wants to break." Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, I would just practice all the time and, uh, met like the local scene, met NON, uh, they started to train me, uh, tried to get more serious throughout like high school, formed, helped form my own crew, Scoundrels, and then 
yeah, I don't know, just kept it going. Yeah. And trying to just be a part of the culture and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember, like, I remember the first time I saw you. Not the first time, but like early on in your, I guess, dance career. And yeah, it was like this, this little kid, and he had this like little cap on and these glasses and stuff. And it was like, we could, everyone could see, like, oh man, this kid's like got some potential. Like, he's like just starting out or whatever. But man, like, he's already at this level, like, and he's just starting out. Like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> but I remember you were like, you like chopped off some, this is miming, of course, not real life, but you like chopped off some guy's head and then started like, <laughs> you know, Yo, doing the business I, to it. I have like, <laughs> we were like so many, there's probably so many videos of me when I was like yeah. 11, <laughs> around that age, so doing all like, like and getting really creative with it yeah yeah i look back and i'm like like now i don't like i i sort of knew but didn't know at the same time yeah like it's hard to explain the mentality but that's like like, really common i think like you see you see these gestures and stuff and it's like oh you don't really like think necessarily you don't think too deeply about it it. like it's just oh that's like what you do in breaking like yeah you don't it, oh, it's called the cock or whatever. But you're not thinking like you're not envisioning like a literal dick yeah. in your hand or something. You're not, you're not thinking of like the, the implications. Or yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that all came later. Now I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like PG when I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, like, that's, all, that's all. But yeah, I, th- I think you know everyone goes through that phase. Um, yeah, yeah. You're just discovering it and you're figuring things out and stuff. And, yeah yeah Yeah, um yeah can you talk can you talk about uh yeah how like the scoundrels formed dirty is it dirty rotten scoundrels or just scoundrels dirty dirty rotten scoundrels yeah i mean i think it was just like i was already breaking like throughout elementary school and into high school and i had a couple of my friends um mainly like matt and kendall but I already knew we met at battles. We met at like uh, some like notable practice spots in Surrey, like the Guilford Rec Center, um, or in like Newton as well. And uh, we just really wanted to like form a crew and establish ourselves. And we were already doing like little like street shows and stuff, or like I got festivals and whatnot. So. Honestly, like, our goal was, like, we just want to, like, just try to get, like, all the best guys in our generation and just make a crew happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, like it, it's kind of funny, like, to, to, to think about it now because, like, I guess when I say, like, that, that was, like, the original motivation. It kind of sounds really, like, oh, like, you know like shallow or like, uh, like you know how, like how people talk about super crews or not a super crew at all but like how like we talk about like um super crews these days like right. but i guess we, like we were so young so everyone is still cultivating their own identities and after you just make that link like then like you know like 
10 plus years of friendship just like really naturally forms or maybe it's more it's more like um you think about like how you would make friends when you're a kid you're just you're just like standing next to a kid and, and, <laughs> yeah. and you're like you want to play and then you're best friends yeah like, it's not deeper than that so i guess it, it was sort of that it's like oh you break and you're good uh, we're brothers. <laughs> we're brothers now. We're gonna yeah. like battle all over the world and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like that was sort of the impetus. Like just you know, all around Surrey a little bit in Burnaby. Like a couple of the guys from my high school, Johnny and David. Or David went to different high school. And then Matt's high school, Josh, O'Carl. Uh, Jay, I could, you know, a whole bunch of us, and then like, yeah. we got like Thomas and Magnus from like Burnham Vancouver, uh, and yeah, we were just really, really hungry, and like, we just really, really wanted to make it past prelims. <laughs> that was the fight. Actually, I, the first time that like we made it past prelims, not in like a youth battle was at the filthy feet anniversary oh man it was like that was like all right oh finally we did it because we'd enter every jam and like i would convince myself like finally this is the one that we we're gonna be able to rep but then it just never happened and that day i was just so i had like the right amount of like like rage <laughs> passion <laughs> that like I, I just feel like we just like just punched a lot harder and then yeah yeah it's kind of cool to think about like there was like an event that sort of like establishes yourself in the culture and it's like oh sometimes okay. yeah yeah i feel like if there was an event like that it would have been yeah the filthy fee anniversary yeah yeah i remember you guys like just in general like repping a lot and um you know it's it's always kind of like weird in vancouver because i was talking about this with with arthur and we we're talking about like vancouver especially has these like waves of uh people in the scene and it's like a bunch of people and then for whatever reason it kind of dies out a bit or it's like slows down and then a bunch of people come in and then it com comes yeah. down and like you guys were part of that sort of uh, new wave, I guess, and it was cool to see because you guys all came up together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a bunch of you guys. Um, but yeah, and are you are you guys like uh, is the crew still active or is it you know life gets life happens and some people drift out, but you know whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say it's both. It's like, um, mm -hmm. like we we haven't been thinking all too hard about like, all right, we're all gonna like get together and train for like freestyle session in Japan, yeah. like it. Because yeah, like it's definitely life, but I'm I'm just happy, honestly. Like, and I think it's really, in a way, what matters at the end of the day that we're still able to get together and like session and i think especially after going through covid you know like because mm. uh vancouver like 
had a really slow recovery with oh, like really? things getting back to normal uh so it felt like extra long like hmm. being able to have some sort of gathering like um even just with like close friends mm-hmm. so i think it was just that distance like being able to put things into perspective um i just have more appreciation to be able to just go to practice and that being in in itself because i guess before especially like when you're like growing up in breaking and you have this like goal in mind like where you want to be um it's like practice is always like a means to an end hmm. and i guess now and maybe it's also just when you get to a certain age and you do this for so long like you you end up just realizing that like it can be an end in itself like it can just be a joyful experience on its own it's not like like its value doesn't come from like attaining this big goal in the end but and that's still a great thing obviously but like it can also be just being able to like continue the process mm-hmm. and like have this like energy exchange with your friends uh, or whoever mm-hmm. right so in in that sense like we're still very much like alive and thriving even right right even if it's like low key you know <laughs> yeah well i think yeah. that's a good point too like you know crews crews always come and go and that kind of thing and but a lot of times like yeah especially as you get older you know people have different responsibilities and different like things that come up in their lives and different priorities but i think like a really beautiful thing about cruise and breaking is like regardless of whether you all dance still or whatever like that is a bond that formed between people and like you know that kind of stuff can last very really long like in our crew a lot of us like we really slowed down and uh but we still are connected in a lot of ways and it's like you know it might even just be because of yeah we were in the same crew and we both danced but because of that we've formed this bond and that kind of thing and like it does become in some ways like you know i don't think the idea of like crew as a family is exists for every crew but in a in a lot of ways like that kind of idea persists yeah that you don't like you're not necessarily like oh i'll die for them kind of thing or whatever but it's like yo that's my like you said that's my brother we both yeah. break the guy he was there <laughs> yeah. and then now now we're brothers yeah hey, you, had, you had to like yeah throw yourself in the situation where you're like dance fighting for your life against some other <laughs> random people yeah and there might be dissing your friend and stuff and it's just like just like that energy you, yeah. you don't get to share that with a lot of people yeah it's true. and then you have to like build to get to that point as well yeah like it's definitely something special like yeah i think it, it just it carries with you even if it goes like unsaid or like i still feel that like level of closeness with like everyone in my crew like even if like time passes and we haven't seen each other for a while like it did right naturally mm-hmm. with just 
like the last couple years. Yeah. Um, but it still feels like, like, it <clears throat> hit anyone up and it wouldn't be weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this one thing that you said. I think it was in like footwork dictionary thing that you did with Charles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you were talking about like Vancouver style and how Vancouver doesn't have like a very distinct specific style. Yeah. But because of that, it's like you don't feel pigeonholed into like conforming to a way of moving. And so in a lot of ways, it's very freeing and liberating and you're free to explore and stuff. Can you like, uh, yeah, just expand on that a bit more for, for people? Yeah. And your thought process behind that. That's awesome. I've actually, like, this year especially, I started to think about that a lot more. Um, oh, shit, where to start? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, so the, the thought uh, I, I had, like, back in the day, that was, like, four five years ago, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I would notice that, like, you go to battles and you can sometimes you can just watch someone break and you can tell like where they're from uh like i can see someone and be like oh like they're definitely from florida or like they're definitely from vegas or uh even like just there's certain like little styles that definitely come from like a geographic place uh and you can tell or like um there's even ways in which like breaking culture sort of like designates styles to like um locations like like i always think of like um like that profo one video where he talks about the three like evolutions of like footwork like new york bronx style and like the european style and the toronto footwork and threads and stuff um so with all that kind of like in my head i was trying to think like what could be like a vancouver style and it just became like a, a really challenging question for me and i didn't know if it was because i'm from vancouver so like what makes what we all sort of share is like perhaps blind to me or if it's really like like from my observation i just really couldn't like like see a, like uh, like i don't know this like through line that everyone sort of shares like it just seemed like overarching every, style kind of thing yeah like there could be maybe little sort of approaches that like specific crews kind of shared um but even even with that like it just felt like a lot of times people even within their crews felt very different uh so it's like i couldn't really say like like i feel like if i saw like a vancouver breaker and i didn't know them or i didn't know where they're from like i wouldn't be like oh yeah that's that's vancouver that's like a vancouver i'd have to like know they're from vancouver first to like be able to make that claim um yeah and, and like i used to think well like like kind of that's the observation, like, how could I, like, internalize that to 
like some sort of affirmation and back in the day yeah, it was like okay then it feels like there's no sort of category um that's like informing how i can dance i can be experimental in the way that i want to be and sometimes i almost feel like that line is very vancouver like uh but i also like i i also like i think this year especially i started to think more about um why does like do styles get like categorized by like geographic location uh and, and like one thing like i thought about like why does like why does like european style footwork happen after bronx like why didn't it happen in new york with like the slides and stuff and there's a variety of reasons and what i'm saying is just pure speculation but i thought like well, maybe it's something like like when new york style happened like people were just breaking on the concrete like just breaking on like rough floor and stuff and then breaking hits the mainstream and like people all over the world can see it and then Europeans see it and they're more encapsulated by like the power moves and the dynamics and they elevate that and they sort of bring that into their footwork but also it might be something like just the terrain that they had access to like yeah maybe perhaps they had access to more like recreational centers or like dance studios uh places that had like really smooth floor um that allowed them to like experiment more with sweeps and blah 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 um because i think those are like very real influences on not just dance but like ways of life that people have across the world like the environment you're in the weather especially like um i don't know yeah it could, it could be a lot of different things like yeah the information that you had access to at the time which is yeah. like whenever people are talking about, you know, it used to be this way and it used to be able to pick out different styles from every area. And it was like, yeah, well, you didn't have the internet and didn't, people didn't have access to the entire world, but they do now. Yeah. And so people get inspired by everyone and anyone they see. Yeah. And whereas it used to be like the people in your local area, which would kind of really isolate the ideas. And then occasionally someone would come in or someone who's like nearby had some influence or something. But yeah, like a lot of people that I talked to in the early days, it's like, well, how did you start? What did you learn from? And a lot of like the older generation people will be like, yeah, we had like a tape and we watched that or something like, you know, like rarely someone would come into the, to the, to their city or whatever and teach. And like people weren't, there wasn't like, established like jobs you know like i'm a breaking teacher there were they were very few right but it's just kind of different now and a lot more people are teaching be it in person or online or in public yeah. spaces or whatever yeah. like and just yeah people can see everything people have different areas that they practice in some people practice learn at home that'll shape the way that you learn they have different size spaces yeah i think it's super interesting though that that idea yeah yeah and like i guess what started to interest me was like if there's these sort of like um i don't know atmospheric influences because even like 
that it itself, just the way that we have access to breaking is like instant and like so global. Um, that in and of itself shapes like the way that like styles form, even if it, it feels like it becomes less attached to like your like local geography. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess my my thought was like, yeah, it, all these things sort of shapes the styles like. Is there a way, like, if you could, like, sort of uh, articulate or understand these, like, atmospheric influences, could you then, like, take a hold of them and then, like, develop these styles, like, actively? Or does it always happen, like, I guess, sort of passively or, like, behind? Oh, I see what you mean like it at like an unconscious level or something <laughs> this is some some deep stuff <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah like that's an interesting thing it's like uh it's one of those i think that's like a classic uh what do you call it like debate i guess not debate but just something that people ponder is like sort of a a nature versus nurture sort of thing like is it me am i doing it am i controlling it or is other things outside things controlling it and making me do something like uh, yeah or it's like i I even think like what's our attitudes towards that like if you discover something is more nature like does it just have to stay like that like does it just have to stay something that feels like an outside influence or Hmm. does knowledge knowledge of of it like um, allow for like more active use Hmm. I guess I guess one of the ways I was thinking about uh, Vancouver style was like uh, just the way in which so many people train at Robson Square Mm -hmm. which definitely has a huge influence on I think everyone that uses the space because yeah if you don't know robson square it's like a ice rink in the middle of the city that they cement for like a majority of the year when it becomes spring towards like the end of fall so it's just this big concrete slab that's like really smooth uh but because it's like ice rest here it's it's still somewhat slippery and it's like very unforgiving, like how you like dance on it. So you can't really spend too much time like bouncing on it or impacting it. Or if you yeah. do, you have to be real, real careful. And I feel like definitely the fact that like so many of us train there has to have like some big influence on oh yeah I'm sure. everyone's style, right? Like even though for myself, like when I was trained there a lot. I just made that's pretty much where I made like all my ankle move things because you could just I could just spin like crazy and that's when I also also became very aware of like the difference of terrain that there's certain moves that yeah. like, very Robson square moves yeah, yeah. maybe everyone who's practiced necessarily like everywhere else moves like, yeah. you gotta be you gotta you gotta be aware of that 
Yeah, I think if yeah. you practice at Robson long enough, you'll develop some Robson only moves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta, you definitely gotta be aware of that. And yeah, yeah, I think yeah, everyone who's practiced there has that experience in some form yeah. or another. Um, yeah, am I wrong in this assumption that this sort of like, you know, way of thinking and just the, the way that you think about breaking is somewhat influenced or this is just how you think and it led to your kind of like background in philosophy oh, yeah. I, is that what you did that's what you did in uh in university right yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah that's what i i read out i'm a big philosophy nerd um it's not it's not to say that i'm i'm smart or anything because i feel philosophy makes me feel really dumb and like that I can't like just go about things like a normal person because I like too many concepts like broken down <laughs> uh it, it's more like to me it's like philosophy is like it has less to do with having some sort of like perfect objective understanding of the world and more just about like I don't know just cultivating ways of seeing things. Mm. It's like, like a, a philosophy book to me is just like a toolbox. Like mm. some things will pick up and they'll be really useful. Other things will go over your head. They just won't have any use for you. Um, I, I especially feel that way now because like, I feel like that's all that matters in the end is like what you can do with the text versus like, what is the truth of it? Um, it's, that would be like endlessly debatable. It's more cool to see like, yeah, like what, what comes out of it by your own like sort of creative interpretation of it. Um, but yeah, like I kind of started to think about breaking in style and geography based off of this like idea of like geo philosophy which was the way i understand it so far is like it, it's like a proto practice that's supposed to like uh like um focus more on like how thought systems get intertwined with like i don't know space time like like geographies and stuff or or the way that like i like i understood especially is like it like uh in this chapter i was reading is combating like this sort of like notion that philosophy was like essentially greek because then from that can come some sort of very like uh i don't know like discriminatory conclusions or supremacist conclusions that like oh like western thought philosophy comes from the west and blah 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 whereas like if you think about greece it was like like uh at the time was this place of like tremendous like important export and there was a lots of like cultures like all like meeting each other and then the way that the city states they just allowed like a certain class of people to have like leisure time and like all these things just sort of these contingent like factors just um 
came to came together at the right time for something like philosophy to emerge. Uh, mm. So it's trying to think more on on those lines, but in other like for me, it's always with breaking. <laughs> it's like always like any like philosophical interest is like ultimately tied into like how can I make more cool moves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel that though. Uh, yeah. I, and I think a lot of people, I don't know what it is. Like, just breaking, you know, it catches people. And so people, you know, people have all kinds of different interests and stuff. And and uh, they they go and study those things. But a lot of times it's like, how does this relate back to <laughs> breaking, which is the thing that I really like? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. uh, but it's it's such a useful thing to like go and explore other things and see how those connections relate to that thing that you like. Like, uh, you know, for example, I've been studying stuff about like design recently, and I studied some stuff about philosophy before, and even stuff about just religion, and and uh, yeah, was kind of like veering a bit into philosophy, and those are all kind of share like elements that are similar, yeah. but. Yeah, it was like super interesting and it got me thinking about like well how do i how do i view breaking and it got me like into this like yeah i've got to like free my mind a bit more and and can't be so focused on like oh i've got to see it only this way but what are the different angles that i can see it as and yeah. uh how it, what are the different ways that i can approach it yeah, and, yeah. It's like, and not just thinking about moves and stuff or the culture you know breaking culture it was like let's start digging deeper in this kind of thing. Yeah. What are the common things that's not just breaking? It's like, how do you learn or how do you piece together a story and stuff, stuff like that, that is not only with breaking, that's like universal. You know, a lot of things that are like human, human in nature. Yeah, like I guess like <clears throat> the way, the way I kind of see it now, is like I've you know, over the years too, like I also started to like explore other like, movement arts and like things i never really ever saw myself doing because i think i grew up like especially as i got more serious like like maybe there's somewhat of a like prevalent mindset in breaking culture that like is influenced off of like martial arts films where it's like discipline discipline like this is like your main thing you know you can do other styles but it's like you know don't go too crazy like because you got focus on breaking, um, but nevertheless, like I, I did other styles and I, like, I had a lot of fun like exploring them. But it also felt really good to like return home, return to like a solo practice or just a place uh, where I could break, but with this sort of like new exploration or like creative practice in mind or concepts or like ways I could move my body um like to me it's like it's just like the same thing when like you travel and then you come back home like you see things differently but I feel like there's like a big important thing to like return home like to to come back like explore something it doesn't mean you leave that thing either but 
coming back and seeing how like home changes or uh, intakes and blah 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 like that's always been that's been like a joy for me that I've like sort of uh, stumbled upon like yeah. in the last few years nice yeah I think a lot of the stuff that we we were just kind of talking about it makes me think about sort of the the nature of of creating and stuff like that and like you know it's it's important to have like lots of different influences and things like that and not be too restricted and like you've got to do it this way and that way if you want to like foster creativity but at the same time like the more i do this and just do other things it's like it's a it's this like delicate balancing act of like how much do you do you focus in and how much do you open up to like influences or whatever that kind of thing and it's it's like it's never the same and it's always in in flux and like certain times you'll need to zero in and other times you need to open up and yeah there's like a design philosophy or not philosophy like a sort of like i don't know what you call it but it's called this like double the double diamond um process or whatever and so like through this journey of like understanding the issue the problem what you're trying to solve and then zeroing in on that so it's like you don't know anything so you do research and that's really open and then you start to get a better idea of things and then you start to narrow in on like okay this is the particular issue that i want to try and solve through design or whatever and it's kind of similar with breaking in a way but yeah and then you narrow in on that and then once you have that figured out then you open up again and be like okay well how are the what are the ways that i can solve this yeah and like you know breaking it might be like okay i want like an original style or something like that which is really vague and whatever <laughs> but if you yeah. were going to like solve that you'd be like okay well what what are the styles that are out there and you, you would start looking at stuff and you'd look at everything and you look at things now and you'd look at things from the past and to get a better idea and you have to understand like what the hell is breaking right you got to know the box before you break because you think outside the box right yeah like that's the kind of thing that i was thinking of it's yeah, like no, that, that's funny it makes me think like because yeah like i think that was like a big internal struggle for me like uh over the years learning to break and trying to make it my own practice was I think it was actually very late in like my breaking journey that I could really like appreciate and have this drive to just like work on foundation. Mm -hmm. I think when Same. I was young and like I just wanted to be creative and make more moves and find these new ways and I always thought of foundation as like like I just kind of have like a change in perspective, I guess, over time. Like before, like I would just see foundation as like having to fit these like perfected forms, which meant like I need this certain level of strength or agility or flexibility and a certain level of stamina. Um, and to me, that was like the athletic, sportsy side of breaking 
and I was like a little scrawny kid. Uh, so it just didn't, it always felt like a big barrier or obstacle. But then I guess as I just got older, like, like, I don't know what exact experiences, but I just realized that like, like what foundation foundation is just like something that gives you like it, it's in like the name like it just gives you this like steady ground like it mm -hmm. gives you this like ability i think that's what it was it's like I, I was like wanting to create these certain moves but like i knew if i just had a, this much foundation <laughs> like just a little bit more then i could like explore a little bit more but it's also like once you get this foundation you have like a whole another level of like um potential things that you can do so mm -hmm. i don't know it's a very it's a it's a different thing like it's not like you have to like do all this work and then boom you have this perfect foundation yeah. form right it's like no instead it's like you kind of cultivate this ground and it just gets sturdier and better over like time and repetition and then from there you can like yeah um, well yeah it's like regarded <laughs> i had that's <laughs> like a very similar thing i think maybe a lot of people have this this sort of revelation of like yeah, you keep you grow up like when you get into the dance you hear it a lot it's like know your foundation know your foundation learn these steps learn this learn this but you got to know this stuff and like it was always kind of like, oh yeah, I, I always approached it like, oh, I guess like, yeah, those are just moves that you, you have to do for it yeah. to be breaking. But like, and like that, <laughs> if you say it that way, it's like, oh yeah, that's what foundation is. But what didn't yeah. click in my head was that you learn these moves because they're teaching you like basic ways of moving that in, from there you can then build off of. If you yeah. have a good, say, six step or a good sweep or six step and a sweep, then learning something like a baby sweep or a three step or whatever is yeah. easier because you have those building blocks. And if you have a good sweep, learning something like a windmill will become easier because you know how yeah. to like use your legs to create momentum or stuff like that or like doing a swipe or whatever, you know? So it was like that kind of revelation that I didn't get until way later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you realize like, oh man, that's why they, the abstract name that workshop like foundation is the key to creativity or something like that. Yeah. Or like, I think Poe One had another one. It was just called like keys or something. And like, he just teaches like foundational kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, literally in the name if you know what that means and you think yeah. about it a bit like it's, it's building that base that you can then build off of yeah to make it's it cool easier. like it, and then it gets to a point where it's like okay now i can do foundation it doesn't feel like like a chore or like you know, yeah i would just be so like impatient as a kid i think mm. I'd be like I just want to dance with music and stuff. I mean, I still give myself so much time to do that mm -hmm. for the joy, but it's like, it, it doesn't feel like, oh, now I gotta, 
you know, or it's like, and I can feel it, like, as I'm doing it, like, like, I understand, like, what I'm doing or what I'm building. So it feels like, it still feels like the same sort of creative path, but it's like, maybe slower at it at like an effective level. You know, like it's yeah. not, it's not so immediate. And even as putting it that way, it makes sense that you don't necessarily understand it when you're younger. Yeah. It isn't, it isn't immediate. Like you need to have for some people like, like us, <laughs> we need to have the experience to like over time to be able to be like, Oh, okay. I get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think even just that idea of like, you don't under you don't understand this thing in the moment or something. And it's not until later, but a lot of times, like, the more I think about this, the more I kind of, this is my opinion, that there isn't really like a wrong way to start. There's just starting and then continuing to reflect on what you want to do with the dance. And if yeah. you keep going, you're going to realize like, as long as you're, you're doing it and you're being honest with yourself, you're going to realize like, okay, I want my dance to go this direction. And to go in that direction, I need to learn these things, or I've got to, yeah. I've got to work on this. I'm not flexible enough to do this, but I want to do that. I want to do this thing, or I want to have this style. I want to move this way. So to do that, I need to work on like flexibility or like, let's say someone started with power like that. This idea of like foundation is like only these moves is maybe it's good to an extent because it helps define like what the realm, the thing that you're working within. But at the same time, it's like if someone starts with learning air flares and 90s and things like that, like that's going to be the basis of their their style. Like if you look yeah. at a guy like Ruin, and he started, he used to be like only power and he couldn't do footwork. His footwork was like god awful and his freezes were pretty ugly too, in my opinion, when he was younger. But you see him now, or like as, <laughs> as he got older and he started to incorporate some of that other stuff, it just added and it made yeah. whatever he was already doing that much better. And same thing with like Wicket was the same. He started out with just like just power and doing that. And then he learned this foundation and how to mix the things together. And, you know, like it just made it that much better. Yeah. And there's other people who went the I think Bourne was even like that, too. He started out as a powerhead. Focus was a powerhead at the beginning. But uh, yeah, and there's other people who went the other way. And like, I kind of don't think as long as you're, you're active and like learning about the culture and being honest with your, your areas that you can improve on or that you want to improve on and where you want to go with your dance, all these things like it kind of almost doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 End of the day. Yeah. I don't, like, yeah, there's no like correct way to start. Um, when everyone's like go end goal is different too, right? Yeah. So it'll depend on that too. Yeah. I think yeah, like I try to like the way I put things in perspective now is just like really what matters in like a creative process is is the middle. So it's like you don't have to get too worked up about 
how you start mm. and like the end is just some sort of horizon to like make sense of being in the middle of things and if you can make the being in, in the middle of things like joyful and like affirming and like that's like the main goal i guess mm -hmm. enjoying the process yeah it's that yeah. uh cliche term of like enjoy the journey it's the, it's the journey not the yeah, whatever <laughs> but yeah i think with a lot of those things they exist those sayings exist for a reason but because they yeah. get said so much people don't really think about it but if yeah. you really start thinking about well, why does that exist like what does that actually mean or i think you just gotta you gotta like go through something so like, yeah yeah because you just you just hear these places like they can just be like empty signifiers like, yeah yeah that don't really apply to your life but you have to sort of like discover it and <laughs> like we learn a lot by doing right yeah 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 experiencing and doing that's one big thing that like i think a lot of like younger younger people doing well anything but like said so let's say in breaking they'll be like yeah how do i how do i like find my style or like how did you get your style and stuff like that and like maybe sometimes people cultivated it but i'd say like more more often than not people didn't necessarily like i want to break exactly like this it was like they liked someone they gravitated towards something but yeah, yeah it was like over time through their experiences and their influences and the things that they did yeah. the places they went the area that they live in the ground that they have to work with these all influenced yeah, yeah. it and helped create their style you just, you just try something out you, you like it or you don't it's like styling developing a style for me is it's like looking back it felt very like fractal you know it's like just these like little events in my life that like like i would just take in these little things here and there and then eventually right and it's also like i think what a lot of people are like maybe afraid to admit but like i think when you're first developing your style you just go through a long stage of like mimicry yeah i think yeah. it's unavoidable it's unavoidable now especially just how prevalent like you see images and videos of breaking like of course you're going to break like like people um that you admire because uh, because they inspire you to break so yeah like i i think that's why like I, I think it was really important for me like when i started because yeah i was still like small and i, I convinced myself like i couldn't be like super strong and stuff so like i needed to see like b-boys and b-girls that could like still like like express themselves at I don't know, not necessarily a high caliber, but like with a level of explosiveness by other means, like by musicality or just cleverness in their moves and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like, I used to watch like, yeah, so much Born when I started and Casper uh, and like 
like to David here a little bit later and you know like very much so like went through phases like kind of dance like those guys and and then you know you become reflective and then you change or you, you take on other things um yeah it's something that like yeah it's weird like like i do feel like i had like an active process in developing my style but it's also a lot of things like but i think that active process is very like small it's mm, like yeah i'm gonna incorporate this move where like uh i like messing with these gestures and then you don't even you can't really picture mm. like in your head or let alone articulate it in words like how that's going to affect everything you know yeah. Like, I think sometimes your choices you can be aware of are very, or like at a smaller scale, but then they they all like contribute. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of following, following what you, what you just like and you're interested in. And then yeah. will just naturally guide you into certain directions and stuff. I don't know. Maybe this is also like, a personality thing that certain people you know are are just think about it fundamentally different from others and other people are more just like oh yeah just kind of follow my whims and what i'm interested in other people are very like okay i've got to do learn this and then that and then that and then that more like analytical about it or something and i don't know that'll that'll create a different style too yeah yeah and i, I think in both these cases more often than not, you can tell that that's how it is from how they end up breaking. Mm -hmm. you know? um, or like, I actually went like a lot of like the moves that I ended up like doing that become like signatures, like straight up just started as like jokes. Like yeah. there's like stuff you do at practice to like kind of like get a laugh or reaction. And then I like not expect it, like I just thought I was being funny, but then it ended up being like, "Whoa, that was actually clever." And then I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just do it at the next jam." And then it's like, "Oh, it read really well." So now it's, now it's like a signature move, but it yeah. just straight up just started as like a joke. Like I have so many moves that yeah, just yeah. jokes. <laughs> no, that's like an important thing. Like, yeah. I don't know if you study about like design and stuff like that's part of the process when you're like in the sort of iteration phase of like or creation phase part of that is like just looking at how okay you, you have some problem that you want to solve okay just come up with ideas it doesn't matter if they're good or bad it doesn't matter that's not the point the point is to come up with a, a ton of them and then then afterwards you like can start to pick and choose but the point is like at the beginning you just let things flow and like no idea is bad and a lot of times like i've had the same thing too or stuff like that f the fourth thread that i do is like it's literally started as a joke because i saw people clowning people on like missing threads and then we were messing around at practice and like what if you intentionally did this and then it started to look like you know star wars stuff and like oh yeah we'll just use the force and like guide our foot around stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. like a lot of stuff will start up like jokes but like i think that's a good point to make though for some for some people they need to hear that it's like 
not everything has to start out as like this cool thing or, or whatever like it doesn't have to be dope from the beginning yeah or it's like it's being playful right there's like also like a I don't know sometimes there's a misconception like or that every like I, I feel like it's almost never true that like I fully conceptualized a move or a movement before I did it like it all just came from like messing around Mm -hmm. and like being like okay i'll do this and i'll just put my arm here while i turn you know to see what sort of happens or it's like i'll do a thread but i'll keep the movement going and then it's like oh i end up in this weird position yeah um, but it, it was never it's it's pretty much at least for me like i can't think of a single moment where like i was just sitting at practice like and then just like a full set appeared in my head yeah. and then i just did it like yeah, yeah like, it's well, always just yeah. like with within the movement itself like mm -hmm. getting into the flow of things being in the yeah. middle like, that's where everything comes yeah well like that's that's the idea too that's like the second part too so once you have these ideas it's like now you have a bunch of potential ideas some of them are interesting so try them out and see what works like actually test it actually try it out see yeah. what works what doesn't make little tweaks and then you have version 2.0 version 3.0 of this thing and like over time it evolves yeah and i'm sure you have the same thing but like you have a combo that started out a certain way and like 10 years later it's completely different but it's sort of from the same combo or that combo evolved into like some very different ending or something like that. Maybe the last thing we can talk about today is just getting maybe your current thoughts on just the scene in general, the community in general, like breaking in general yeah. um, as someone who's not not a new generation but like not an old you know an old old guy in the scene i'm also in the middle yeah, yeah. Middle yeah. yeah that was you know that was so weird about like covid because i felt like right before it happened i still felt like i was still kind of like one of the young guys like like people i'm going to jam like still like some old older heads active and like not too too many like way younger people and then it's like covid and then jams start happening again and then i'm like oh fuck i'm one of the old guys here <laughs> <laughs> it, it kind of happens the hell happen? i thought it was going to be gradual you know yeah yeah it, like tripped me out yeah. um the yeah, thoughts happens, on the yeah, happens quick and yeah too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's happened in, in life i guess eh? yeah yeah you're still young though, to me. <laughs> I'm 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 nineteen. Uh, <laughs> for those watching. Yeah. Now, um, the thoughts on like a like the current state of breaking, or like. Um, yeah, just like uh, what you think of 
things now or where you think things are going to go or mm -hmm. that kind of thing like breaking in the Olympics up to you yeah is that where where you see yeah, the future I of think, breaking going yeah yeah uh, I think it's dope um, I'm so yeah I'm so excited to see like uh, um, I don't know just like how they like just, I'm really really excited just to see like kids just get super into breaking and just get so inspired as you know like like that's what happened to me and like when I first saw breakers like especially when I first saw breakers live I was like these people are like superheroes like hmm. One of my favorite superhero comics as a kid was not like an actual comic. It was like an anthology and it just showed like different comic book covers. Oh, so I really? could just see like all these different superheroes and then sort of just imagine their like powers or whatever. Uh, and like it was just like everyone was unique, but everyone had this like expression of like strength and blah, blah, blah. And then when I first saw Break, and I think just those two sort of images collided. Hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to be like that. Uh, but like, I just, I'm just really excited to see like, like this, I, what I hope would just be like a surge of, of interest. And I understand like, like, uh, you know, like the other side of the debate not to say that there's just two sides where where people are like oh you know like it's the sportsification of an art form or blah 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 and it, and i think it's always good to like still hold concerns and be like critically aware of things um especially with something huge like the olympics because like any 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 like big institution if they get their hands on their culture they're gonna mess it up somehow but in whatever way but i also feel like that you can't fight the phenomenon itself because it in many ways it's just in, inevitable like like eventually someone's going to discover that this is like an eye-catching like art form uh that nowadays especially goes viral and cause a lot of attention and like the attention economy or whatever uh so it's better to just think like i don't know how can we make use of it or like another thought i had is like it's just like you can maybe maybe there'll be like an image of breaking that's very like uh i don't know like whatever your someone's worst fears are like oh it's just now breaking is just all power moves oh no right like but i also feel like with that like there's still gonna be like that sort of undercurrent like that subterranean level of the culture that will also expand and thrive almost in response to like um whatever this new mainstream image might be um, or it might be more like intertwined than we can anticipate, but whatever it is, I think it's, I think it's good. Uh, 
I'm really excited. Um, yeah, and I'm also excited for like Reagan to become like less uh, like male dominant or like you know like so in like such a like not to say that every environment is like that but in general like like dude bro <laughs> uh, like a very or, testosterone like, heavy yeah, kind of thing but i'm just excited for breaking to be just a more like i don't know like relaxed <laughs> <laughs> in terms if, of that if I had to say coming back full circle to the uh, Vancouver style, that's one thing that I would I would say Vancouver does well is it's very laid back and like, yeah. you know, yeah, we're breaking or whatever, but let's just have fun. And like, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, 100%. Well, and I also feel like it's just cause like, like I know like way back in the day, like when I first like was watching like live breaking, but I wasn't that was like there was still like like fire between crews and people and stuff. I just think nowadays like it would just be like sort of I don't know. It wouldn't feel right to like replicate that at the same level of intensity, at least amongst like Vancouver rights, because we all like know each other, we all yeah go to the same practice spots friends like well so uh, it just seems more real to like be a bit more chill you know yeah it doesn't say there can't be like burns and stuff but like yeah nothing no one no one gets like you know hurt to the core or anything yeah like, well anymore. i think there's there's a difference too between like um you know like hate fueled stuff and just sort of like aggressive or intense kind of movement like you can have people be friends but when it's a when it's a battle or something like that you're not necessarily like going to fuck you that kind of thing and it's real or you're or you're faking it but you can have like intense aggressive movement without it being like hateful or anything like that yeah which yeah. i think is is it's like because it's to me that's like however you want to think about it like but breaking started in like uh an area that was not like super like hey let's peace and peace and love and this kind of thing and like yeah people didn't have a lot of stuff so and there was yeah. you know they want to like, show some way of I'm the king. I'm of, the king or the queen of this place. I'm the best. Well, that kind of thing. A lot of times, like the things that you could actually have were like your moves, right? Like, yeah, that's right. What created, that's what you could say for yourself. That's what yeah. like no one could take from you. So then, when someone did take from you and they're fighting, like then it was like extremely serious. Mm. Like you know, like like I, I understand that like where but like when it's coming from there and i guess just like with vancouver right so just like it wouldn't make sense yeah. like it wouldn't yeah. make sense for, yeah like i guess like, in my mood i would be like like yeah in a bow i might still do that but i wouldn't be like 
kidding. <laughs> my move, this mother. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. nowadays where it's probably like you probably just made it and like didn't even know that I existed. Yeah. Right. Probably. Like. Yeah. Like just just with how pervasive everything is, right? Yeah. True. True. Um. Well, I think that's a good spot to finish up here. Um. It was cool getting your insight in a lot of these things. You're very deep thinker and a, a very insightful insightful dude i hope people listening and watching uh either you got something out of it or at least it made you think about you know what you're doing and that kind of stuff so, yeah thanks for thanks for sharing that seven thanks for having me yeah. yeah um yeah if you have any sort of last little shout outs or anything like that before we close off yeah um, shout out Downfields, I don't know, think twice, Vancouver Rights. Uh, 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 if I know you, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. Right? Uh, like, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram for People's Tyrant. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to spell that out for people who are just listening? Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's the, and then people's, P-E-O-P-L-E-S, tyrant, T-Y-R-A-N-T. And you win the spelling bee. Very occasionally. <laughs> but nice. I'm there. Yeah. 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 I want right. to try to upload more. I have some, I have some like just silly ideas that I, I, I want to make a thing. I don't want to. Spoil, but uh, you know, I want to. I want to start like uh, you know. I think like during COVID, like I started to like, oh, these algorithms are like, they're like demons. Like they're they're so bad. And they're making yeah. me like, like they're making me like not be able to like read books anymore. Mm. Uh, but now I'm like, wait. I shouldn't just let these things defeat me. I should overcome them. Nice. You know, again using those tools. So like, I don't know. I might, I might start doing stuff. Is what I'm saying. Cool. Well, <laughs> well, if yeah. you follow, if you follow him, you got some stuff to potentially look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. Thank you, Severin. Thank you, everyone who is watching and listening. I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate seven you taking the time to do this. Um, yeah, and we'll see you all in the next one. All right, peace. Peace, peace. Thanks everybody for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the talk. If you like what you heard, please feel free to check out some of the older episodes and help spread the word about the podcast. If you really want to go that extra mile, please consider supporting on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Even as little as a dollar goes a long way, and it means a lot to have your support. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>